Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. My name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius on the Galactic Colonet. Joining me today is Alex Robeck, better known as Antigrapus, our ship's engineer. What's going on, Alex? Hey, Ricky. Not much. <laughs> also is Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin. Sozin, what's going on, man? Not much. Super psyched that uh, Adepticon is going to be hosting the this whole new Fancy League format that Fancy Flight announced today. I'm super excited. We're going to talk about that. I don't know why I call you Sozin and I call Alex Alex instead of Antigrapus. Maybe it's the amount of syllables. I'm a simple man, but I was just thinking about that. I think it's the grog, Ricky. <laughs> you never know. Um, also joining us today, Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. Sable, what is up, dude? Moo. Yeah, that's right. And finally, after years underneath the tarp and, uh, you know, his programming laying dormant, he provides us a map, a map to X-Wing excellence. Joining us today is Jeff Jones, better known as Theorist. Jeff, how are you, sir? Um... Feeling pretty good, actually. Ready ready to talk X-Wing again. <laughs> I am super excited about that, guys. I have so much I wish to share with you. <laughs> what caused our droid to wake up, guys? I feel bad that I was using him to prop up the table. Ooh. Uh, you know, he, he was surprisingly level with the other legs. Right! I, I don't know, uh, you know, it, it worked. It's all wobbly now. So I think that uh, he felt a, an awakening in the Force. Um, <laughs> turns out that he's a Force-sensitive droid. Guys, guys, I was on the whole time. I just, I talk quiet sometimes. We didn't, <laughs> you've been making excellent points for like, for like seven episodes. And we've just missed it. We just didn't turn the volume up on the droid. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. All right. So, Jeff, I am super excited that we fixed your speakers and you can we can finally hear you. We will no longer use you as a table setting. And we thank you for providing us with this valuable information that you have on your hard drive. So um, let's get started. This is the booty section, our favorite section where we talk about how well we've been doing and, um, well, better put, what sort of booty we've taken from uh, the general populace, because we are pirates, right? Yes. Well, I mean, you know, noble pirates. Well, you might be noble pirates. Wait. But, well. Pirates. We're pirates. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Firefly where he's in the duel and he's like an honorable man and he stabs the guy and then a good man and he stabs the guy and he's like, well, I'm all right. And he walks away. Um, that's kind of like us. So, we have, uh, who's got any uh, sort of news? Sable, I hear that you were uh, playing online recently yes. in some kind of tournament. Why don't, why don't you tell us about that? Yes, so I'm in the relegation tournament for the TC Aces and uh, had a my semifinal match there, and my booty is the pride of the Nova Squadron podcast Ooh. because I was up against Evil Ed. Ooh, how did that game go? It went pretty well. Mm. He does not know the blocking ways of a PS10 ship. What? what? <laughs> because he decided to bring a a PS11 Vader. Okay. And the opening salvo I had 
Boba Fett across from his entire list and IG was flanking. Okay. And I realized that I didn't really want all of his ships to shoot at me at range one. So I just hit the gas and boosted into where I knew Vader was going to go past Soontir and the shuttle, though they did get shots on me, and blocked Vader. Ooh. Now, Soontir attacks Boba Fett. He uses Emperor Palpatine to do an extra point of shield to, Va- or to Fett. Okay. Then my IG shoots. Range three, unobstructed to Vader. I roll all blanks. Ooh. Target lock. I roll. I get two hits, two blanks, re-roll, one, get one crit. Ooh, off of a heavy laser cannon. Off of a heavy laser cannon. So I've got two hits one, and a crit, and he rolls blanks and has no emperor to fix it. Four blanks, in <laughs> fact. All blanks. Four blanks. <laughs> what crit did uh, you draw? Uh, stunned pilot. Nice. So he had to be very careful about bumping. Uh, then the next round, I move my IG forward. I focus. He does some shenanigans with Sunter to try to get position. The shuttle doesn't move. And then Boba Fett drops the bomb, the seismic charge, Ooh. which he'd forgotten about entirely. And he realized how that would Vader you're playing is... Sable Griffin? How right. do you forget about any bombs? Vader moves right into it. Now he can get out and does. He boosts and barrel rolls to get out of the, the seismic charge range, but that means he's tokenless when IGD shoots again. And you've got a heavy laser cannon. And I've got a heavy laser cannon, and I've got a target lock on him, and I've got crack shot, though I didn't use the ladder, and I was just able to take Vader off the board. To be fair, I do think that that's something that's interesting about the list that you fly is that you need to have that sort of thing happen early enough in the game for you to like take a advantage moving forward, right? You need that sort of round. Of course, you pulled it off, and congrats for you. And that was a. I actually thought that the thing I like about that list is I like watching you fly it because I'm. Mean, you've said yourself that you're considering retiring it, but on the flip side, though, it is fun to watch you fly it because I feel like oh, you yeah. see a, um, oh, an, an expertise with that list. You, I can see the com- you, you, the comfort of that list because you know how to fly that ships. Yeah. You know how to fly Boba Fett as a blocker. Despite the fact that he's pissed. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of Very thing. few people go into a match going, I need to block with my PS10 ship. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that it, um, it makes sense in the fact that you've at least seen that sort of situation enough towards yeah. you recognize it. So it's certainly interesting. So uh, I got a question for you. Does it, do, do you feel like, you know, this, you know, solidified scum and villainy as, as you know, expert uh, pilots throughout the galaxy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean certainly, it, certainly it, helps, right? Every time I go up against another podcaster, I have to dominate them. It's just how thank, I Thank am. God for you, because I would lose, but I, I but <laughs> thank God we've got Sable on the team. So thank you, Sable. We appreciate it. Um, and that puts you in the championship, does it not? It does. I will be up against Muon. 8.30 on the 3rd, unless something changes. 8.30 Central zone. Time, America. 8.30 Central Time. Yeah. Of course, the, the only time zone. Galactic Standard Time Zone. Yeah, Coruscant Time. 
if if nothing changes, CST stands for Chorus at Sanders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so eight thirty CST. Uh, you're going to be playing Muon in the championship on February third. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we're going to put. We're hopefully we're going to Twitchcast that. That'll be fun. Hopefully we can do that, and hopefully nothing changes so that you everybody listens to this podcast and then shows up and oh oh yeah then then we'll all call you a liar. Um. <laughs> anyway, so let's kind of go into some uh, new news. Um. So guys, there have been some changes to the organized play format. Alex, what have you heard about that? Okay, so the the first news came out a little while ago was that we're now going to have not only do we have the uh, North American Championships at Gen Con, but now we're going to have a official FFG U.S. National Championship at Origins in Ohio. So yes, Origins. So that gives the U.S. two major tournaments to go to Worlds, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I think we need to do an episode on how to spend your your kind of family wife points to go to these things because, <laughs> yes. like, bet- we, there's just too much X-wing happening right now. I think I'm going to get divorced. Yeah, it's a little rough. I'm going to be able to go to some of these this year, and I'm super excited. Um, there are a um, there is a new tournament format that uh, is that is coming uh, this year. That's the X-wing system open. Uh, what what's up with that, Alex? Okay, so they're going to have eight tournaments, all held in different countries, and you know standard Swiss tournaments. But the winner gets a special prize. They all get to go to a, a big Star Wars event in London, and they're going to all play in a round robin tournament there. Nice. And the round robin tournament tournament, they'll be forced to bring um, three lists, one from each faction. And then FFG is going to have people vote online and decide and pick a ship out of each faction that every single player has to bring. That is absolutely amazing. So who knows what we'll see. We might see some Hawks or some TIE Bombers. Or the- all, right, all right. So so quick, who, who's, who's, who would you vote for uh, if you had to pick three? Like right now, gun to your head. You, you have to pick a ship. So... Like, for the Rebels, I would say the Hawk. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a cool ship. It's not used very much. There's, you can do a lot of interesting things with it. Who would you do for the Imperials? I mean, I'd consider doing the, the TIE Defender. TIE Defenders are are cool. There's The new expansion for the Defenders should be out by then. And what would you do for the Scum? I mean, it's so very tempting to say the, the Seek because they're they're so bad. And so underplayed. <laughs> That's exactly what I would say, though. It's immediately what I would do. Yeah, it just seems so mean to handicap everyone in one round. Mean. Hilarious. Hilarious is the right word for that. We're scum. We have to do the fu- we have to do the terrible thing. And no one. Oh, anyways, Mark, who what would you choose for ships? Yeah. Okay. Since I'm not going to be there, I'm going to troll. Okay. <laughs> and for Imperials, say the Decimator, because it really locks down what sort of list you'll be up against. Mm-hmm. For Rebels, I'm going to say the... Hmm, that's a tough... One. X-Wing, X-Wing, X-Wing. The Thought about it. Five, yeah. Then everyone but... runs bigs. 
yeah, let's go with a T65. It'd be interesting to see a bunch of those. Scum, I've got to go with a Star Viper. Look, they look awesome. I love how they look. I wish they were flyable. <laughs> Maybe they'll put them in the game one day. Anybody else have any votes? Yeah, yeah. E-Wing, also Star Viper. Imperials, I'm not really sure. Um, I actually would like to see the Phantom again. I haven't seen much Phantom lately. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be a really good knife to have in every single... Because um, how it works, right? Oh, Alex, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, because to be fair, I read this at work today, so I haven't had a chance to really absorb it. But you have... I don't know where they got this idea from... I don't know if anyone that I know has come up with the idea of when you reveal a dial, it reveals the uh, the ship uh, the list that you're going to fly, right? So at the at the championship event, you're doing round robins and pods of four. You you assign mm-hmm. one of your lists a number, and you just have to play like list two in the first round. Um, but at these system open tournaments, they are going to have side events, and at the side events, you you bring two lists. And you get to look at your opponent's list, and then you get to choose which list you want to play. Similar to a large vassal tournament that was held. Yeah, which which one was that? Which I can't remember which one I ran. It was, was it the first TC Open? Yeah, I thought that was uh, the Galactic. Uh, no, yes, no, it was the first. It was the first Team Covenant Open that I ran. I think they were both. There were two events that did I run it again that way? Okay. Uh, the Froggy said the Galactic at first. And then the TC Open, the you and I both ran jointly. Can't remember. You guys are ahead of your time. You're innovators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any, anyway, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and it's going to – you know what I like? I like that they're trying stuff. I don't know if I necessarily love how – because, you know, like Adapted Con's coming up really soon. So we didn't have a chance to plan for this at all. But – I do like that they're doing stuff um, that isn't just store championship regional worlds, and I think that's cool. And I like that they're adding, you know, just different formats to official um, sort of tournaments, and I just kind of think that's fun. It's always good to experiment. Like, every tournament I run, I run things a little bit differently, just, just to change it up. So, prize support for the... System open. Uh, uh, the cards are oh. absolutely incredibly awesome. Like the ships look, they look a lot, mo- a lot more like the uh, the card game. Right? Am I wrong in, in looking at it that way? Does anybody else? Uh, does anyone know about? Does anyone play the Star Wars card game? Other, I don't even really play it. I've got it, but I haven't really played it, but the cards were, like, remind me of that. And they're in uh, Auerbesh, right? Which Auerbesh. Is, yeah, which is the Star Wars uh, language of sorts, I guess. For the most part, it's just a lettering system, but um, that's really cool. So all all of the um, ships are in Auerbesh, and even the BB-8 upgrade is in Auerbesh, and that's just absolutely the coolest thing in the entire world. so awesome. Yeah, all of the upgrades look cool. They've got shield tokens. They've got um, uh, range rulers as well as... No, no, no. It's, yeah, it's like uh, one and two range rulers and then uh, movement templates. It's really, really cool, and I'm super, it's... super jelly that I'm not going to be able to get it checked 
to, to, to get it uh, to be able to go. Um, but Lyle, yes. you're going, aren't you? Yep, and I will be reporting for the Scum and Villainy podcast. I am uh, super excited about that. Um, so that's a pretty that's pretty awesome. Go ahead. Question, question. Yeah. So the Range Rulers, is this the first time we've seen officially split Range Rulers? I think so, yep. Yes. I think you're right. Uh, I think that FFG noticed that that was a very popular um, thing that was bought on the market, so that's pretty neat. So um, let's kind of get back and hold up. Actually, we can we can edit this, right? Yeah, um, hopefully. <laughs> All right. So um, there are other news um, that, that we need to talk about when it comes to the Aces League uh, that Mark is playing into. Matt Shadowlord won the Team Covenant Aces League, and he beat. Uh, was a Blair, Blair for that, right? Yes. Yep. So Matt beat Blair, and that was an absolutely excellent game that we casted. Um, I want to I, 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 like to add that uh, Paul Davis actually put up a uh, commentated replay of the game on his YouTube channel, and it was a really good watch. So if you if you're interested in seeing some, some a good game, you should check it out. Absolutely. I thought that they both played really, really well, which was, um, it was nice to see a well-fought game that could have gone either way. Yeah, they both played really ballsy, especially Blair's play at the very end. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but check out, if you want to watch the really long four-hour version, including an interview with both players at the end, you can check out the uh, the live cast we did on Twitch. Otherwise, if you want the kind of uh, quick replay, just head through Paul's Paul's. Paul's notes, and we'll uh, we'll post show notes to both those videos. Absolutely, and I thought uh, we have been doing a lot more Twitch content, and I've been at a lot of really fun with that, with doing games and you know checking out what uh, you know the world has to offer when it comes to, to Twitch games. So we're going to continue doing that, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I should say we're in kind of the golden age of Vassal right now. I mean, I'm logged in right now. There's 66 people online. It's a beautiful That's amazing. Thing. Uh, every night, there are just so many games going on. Like, I've never seen Vassal more active than it is right now. So I just want to say, if you're an FFG employee, skip ahead a few minutes. We're going to be talking <laughs> about something that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really happy to see Vassal being played and just seeing... The ability to be able to catch a game quickly is, I think, absolutely healthy and good for the game. And it causes you to want to play more ships because you can test things out. I don't know. It's just really kind of neat. Um, we do want to give a shout-out to the Back to Dials podcast. They have started a Patreon. I don't know where they got that idea, but it's a really good idea. You should do that. Um, that we have a link to. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean. Yeah, maybe that's a good. Yeah. Actually, Jeff, we got some things we got oh. to tell you about. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're rich, yeah. Jeff. We're yeah, exactly. being rich. Exactly. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> we're like the worst pirate crew of all time. <laughs> we're gonna make sure to post their Patreon link sandwiched between our Patreon links. <laughs> Anyways, good for them, and we really enjoy the conversation of X Wing. So more podcasts the better you know you're going to learn something from everybody but you'll learn the most from us right something i don't know uh, anyways um 
So, Lyle, did I hear, speaking of news, that uh, the FFG software isn't ready yet? I think they're still working on it. Um, certainly, it's not ready yet to kind of be used if you want to export your tournaments to something like List Juggler, which is where we've been consolidating all the tournament results. The beta is out. I've played around with it. It's pretty good. I think they're making mm-hmm. progress. The out- outputs don't need some work, but so I don't think if you're if you're running store championships that it's the software you should be using. But hopefully, sometime in the next six months, we'll see them go live. But if you got to run one tomorrow, what, what do you what do you think you should run? Oh, uh, you should definitely use Cryodex. Okay. Uh, which is the free open source one that's been around for, geez, two and a half years. Um, yeah. uh, and we'll post a link to that in our show notes as well. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, why don't we kind of get into the meat of the podcast, though? Something that we've been meaning to talk about for a minute. Juke, right? Very recently, there was... Um, there was a store championship in Bellevue where that uh, Aaron Bonner won that had Juke everywhere. He had Kyle Katarn. He what was actually what was the list that he ran? I know that they had Kyle Poe. Did he have Biggs on the third one? It was a gold. It was the the straw that stirs the drink, Ricky. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, exactly. It had Poe, um, Kyle, and a gold, right? And, and the gold is what makes that so interesting. Anyway, so. Uh, Juke uh, kind of uh, catapulted into. I, I don't think actually that's the right way to put it. I think that that's like the cherry on top of the Sunday that has been about the last month or so of meta when it comes to Juke. Juke is showing up in a lot of different places, and it's certainly making an argument to being what I'm going to call the fourth pillar of pilot talents with push the limit crack shot and and veteran instincts so i I think that we should really sit down and have a conversation about the juke card and 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 what your thoughts are on it maybe maybe this is an overreaction to one card but i think that it does bear a discussion so alex why don't you tell us about juke and what makes it so good Okay, so first let's let's recap the card just in case you know people aren't familiar with it. Uh, so mm-hmm. Juke comes in a Thai FO expansion pack. It is a small ship only upgrade, so no running it on the Falcon. And it is a two point EPT, which says when attacking, if you have an evade token, you may change one of the defender's evade results to a focused result. So this card is good for a couple reasons. The first of which is, if you can satisfy a couple conditions, you can turn an evade to a blank every round, potentially with multiple ships. So that's an extremely powerful ability. I mean, it does come with some costs. You need to have an evade token. Preferably, you have a way to get that evade token, and you're not sort of sacrificing your action economy to do so. Mm-hmm. And the other condition is, you need to you, you would prefer the opponent not have the focus or not want to spend the focus on defense. So the thing that I like about, uh, about Juke is if you can get your opponent to spend their focus token, that is essentially, I feel like the bar that you have to achieve for it to be worthwhile, um, or at least helping, right? Well, I mean, there, there are a lot of ships that, like would prefer to spend their focus tokens on offense. And if you mm-hmm. can sort of make them 
have that hard decision between saving it for offense or using it to turn you know one focus result to an evade. It's, it's still an okay result. So so we have evade. You need evade tokens, and you need uh, you need to gain an. You have to have the evade token. You have to have an EPT. Um, what are some of the ways that we're generating evade token for this pilot talent? Um, and what are some of the combos that you're seeing recently? Okay, so the the biggest and most obvious combo is with Com Relay, which also came in the uh, FO expansion. It's the mm-hmm. tech upgrade that lets you once once you've taken an evade action, you don't you don't have to discard the token at the end of the turn. Sure. So you can take an evade action first round, stay out of combat, and you can just keep that token for the rest of the game. Um, I've been finding that frequently you just don't want to spend that token if you can avoid it. It's sort of like integrated astromech where you don't you don't use that token, you don't throw out the droid until you really need it. So with comms relay, the T seventy can equip that, right? Yes, yes it can. So theoretically if you can get an evade token on the T seventy. Yes. So and the best way to get an evade token on the T seventy is uh probably with the JN crew card. Okay. Yeah, I think that's why we saw Kinetic's list um, do so well in a, an extremely difficult sort championship, which was the one in Omaha. What's it called? Um, Bellevue. Uh, it's Game Shop. Yeah, yeah, the game. Yeah, the Bellevue Store Championship. So he had Poe with Juke, Com Relay, R two D two, and Auto Thrusters. The uh, Stress Hog, you know, Gold Title R three A two and TLT, and then finally Kyle Katarn with Jan on board to provide yeah, the uh, yeah. yeah to provide the focus. Or rather, the focus to evade, and then the TLT and Juke. So Juke on Kyle Katarn, how cool is that? Yeah, exactly. And, and so, wait a second. Did he have Ion Cannon, or did he have he had TLT? TLT, which is absolutely awesome. If you've got Juke, right, you're attacking twice. Yeah, they can only spend it on one. So that is absolutely awesome. Um, what, go ahead. Looking to the future, the attack shuttle, the Phantom shuttle. Has the evade token or the evade action natively and a turret? I think you're going to be seeing a lot of juke there. And you could theoretically run Jan there in a pin. Yeah, that sounds pretty strong. Correct. Because something I keep thinking about is cheap ways to run Jan um, on the rebel side for ships that have pilot talents but don't have access to um, the evade action, um, and you have to run Jan. And so cheap, tough ways to do that are. You know, at a premium. I don't know if I... The thing is, is that I feel like that shuttle always wants Chewbacca. But it's certainly... Jan is an option there because, you know, Jan's a cheap evade token. Everybody wants those. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's something to think about. Anyways, um... Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the ways you can actually um, prevent your opponent from uh, spending that focus token. Okay. So we already talked about the stress hog. You know, giving your opponent stress so they can't take focus actions pretty good same thing with tactician it's tough to find a spot but if you can uh find a way to put sensor jammer in the same list as juke sort of you know either cut down on your opponent's defense or their offense or maybe even both um lots of people are running omega leader with juke omega leader is the yes. the pilot that as long as you have target locked an enemy ship they can't modify their dice including on defense so turning that evade to a focus is effectively making it a blank. And then the other other way is... 
Uh, go ahead, Sable. I should point out my favorite of these possibles appears on both lists. How to get an evade token and how to prevent your opponent from having a focus or evade token, which is Paylob. Paylob is coming back, baby. <laughs> that is really, really nice. I like that. <laughs> okay. Come on, person with your comms relays. Yoink. <laughs> it is really interesting. I think they could make an accurate uh, twin laser turret for her. Or do you run a different? As actually, I what, really do you, what like turret that. do you run? Uh, you run. I think that you run ion cannon or TLT. Ion cannon, if you want to be low priority and you want to save a point. TLT, if you want to well, see. The thing is, Palab is range one to two. The twin laser turret is range two to yeah. three. That she's mid pilot skill. Is this a blaster turret ship? You can still run Recon Crow. In in the in the end, though, don't you always? I've always felt that the Ion Cannon is absolutely superior to Blaster. Uh, blaster like turret. If you're running the Crow title, it does actually quite good damage. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about Dorsal Turret when it comes out. Yeah. I don't like that turret. I don't think it's very good. I like it on Cavill. That's about it. Um, I think it's okay on Paylob. Well, the problem is that unless you're range one, there's too many targets that just shrug off the shot. Even with even with Juke, I don't see how it's going to get damaged through. Let's uh, let's concentrate on Juke here. Um, so, Alex, I know that you like Juke. Sell me on what makes Juke so important to the meta that like this is something you absolutely have to pay attention to. What is it about the card? It's because the the meta right now has a lot of um, high agility ships, even even a good number of agility two ships. Uh, the T seventy is incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. And agility three and agility two ships, a lot of them, you know, they can't generate multiple focus tokens. They just sort of want to have to rely on their dice to help them out, prevent some of that damage. And Juke um, makes those the agility dice less valuable. Sure, I get just because it absolutely kills. I mean, if you're rolling, if you're rolling absolutely blank, then it absolutely kills and evade every single turn, right? It's like uh, you can make it if, if you, in, in peak situations, it's crack shot every single turn. Yeah, that's the dream that you try and build <laughs> yeah, your list around. That's one of the reasons why I think that we'll, we'll get into some of the some of the things that uh, really kind of make it sing. But actually, no, I'll, I'll bring this up. That's one of the reasons why I think the Stress Hog is absolutely loving buddies who have juke. You double stress someone, they will not have the focus token, and then you can just have free crack shot for at least one round. Probably two. Yeah, exactly, and just burn them down. And it's only, you can burn down just about anybody if you've got decent offense. So I think... The ability to just shut someone down like that is incredibly scary. I love this card. I've been running it for at least a little bit. So, uh, Sable, what do you think about this card? Juke is an incredible card if you can use it effectively. It's going to be a top-tier EPT. Okay. But it's you have to be able to justify why you're taking Juke okay. over one of the other upgrades. Sure. 
it's better against higher agility ships than something like Predator, even though those higher agility ships may have focus tokens, you can force them to spend them. Yeah. And you can force your opponent to be in a bad situation where they're attacking first, but they know you have a shot back on them. So do they spend the focus to punch a dam- uh, their damage through, or do they save it, do very little damage, and save it for defense? Now, there's one huge counter to Juke, which is hilarious, which is Glitter Stem. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meh! <laughs> I like now. I've been running Omega Leader with Juke and Comms Relay a lot. I really, really, really like this combo. She's an excellent ship to hunt down enemy aces. So, to explain the explain the the reason why that works that combo. So, Omega Leader says when you have a target lock on someone. When attacking them or defending against their attacks, your opponent cannot modify dice. Which is awesome. Which is huge. There are very, very few ways around this. Which means that Suter Fell, with his focus, focus, evade, might as well be rolling stand naked dice, and then Juke goes and fixes one of the dice if he yeah. actually rolls well. Which means that he rolls... I mean, he may get lucky for one or two shots. Yeah, that is absolutely an absolute stellar combo. It can just shut some people down and leave it down to you have modified dice and they really don't. Not to yes. Be, yeah, it's just, it's it's absolutely handy. And, and while Omega Leader is PS8, it forces your opponent to either get a shot from Omega Leader mm-hmm. or spend actions to get out of it, which means if you've got the rest of your list, they're, they have a much easier time punching through. And for 26 points, it's a bargain. So, Sozin, what do you kind of think about, what is your thought process on, on Juke? Do you think, where do you think it sort of lands in the pantheon of pilot talents that are available and something that you really kind of need to think about? Yeah, I was talking to Blair about this the other night, and his assertion to me was that it, it's it's kind of officially joined the pantheon of the ones that you mentioned, PTL, VI, Crackshot, Predator. Um, and I think I agree with him. For me, so I've been playing a lot of Omega, triple Omega 3 lists, trying out different combinations. Um, me and Alex have been basically just brainstorming lots of crazy lists, starting with the kind of base premise of three Omegas with uh, um, comms, relay, and juke. Mm-hmm. And um, my feeling is that it works best when you have multiple ships that have it because they can all just kind of focus fire a ship down. Um, exactly, yes. Yeah, so you want like two or three, and we had a long discussion today on our Slack channel um, about you know what's better, an Omega with Juke and comms relay or a Tempest with accuracy corrector. And I think the conclusion from the thread was that you know on face value, the Tempest is probably a little better, but if you had, like say, three Tempest with accuracy correctors versus three Omegas... Um, that I personally would take the Omegas because of that kind of additive or combinative value that um, that the that Juke gives you. So yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Juke is kick ass and it is here to stay. Jeff, so how do you? What are your thought processes on Juke and 
and do do you think this is all hot air? Like what? Like I don't. No, no, not all hot air. No. Um, the thing about Juke is, I think it is actually not as strong card as people think it is. They they see that it's a zero point card, and I think it's a bargain. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the amount of points you spend to make Juke work, you actually end up sp- like you have to buy the Com Relay if you're if you're using a a Tifo. Um, you have to get the Jan Crew into your list. So you do end up spending quite a bit of points to make it work sometimes. Sometimes you have to buy extra pilot skill. Mm-hmm. There are places for it. I actually think that it it's not going to be as pervasive as Push the Limit or Predator, where you can just throw it anywhere and make it work. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. Um, it's going to be more like Daredevil, where it's actually a really great card, but it's very, very hard to find the right spot for it. Yeah, I think one reason for that, sorry, Ricky, is that only one of these, uh, you only get one of these per TIFO ship. I mean, it's crazy. Like, you have to buy three TIFOs to get three juke cards. They're going to be very rare, um, which is annoying. It's not really a card for a gamer on a budget. Well, I, I hope that it comes out with a new set. Like, maybe they'll come out for, like, Rebels or Scum at some point. That's a good point. They tend to do that with cards. So, like, there's been a couple other cards that have done that for, like, the. I've been running this just straight up with PTL on Green Squad A-Wings. And it is really good when you have a lot of them. I think that that goes with uh, what we've been saying. But just three A-Wings shooting at one thing, eventually you're probably going to spend your focus, and then you're going to take damage so long as you can concentrate fire. It becomes plus one damage. Yeah, exactly. It gets really... it, It turns... The two dice attack into a three dice attack, and that's just really nice. It's, it's more than that. It's more like the uh, tie advance title, where uh, no, the new system mm-hmm. where it's like adding a damage on. To, it's just tacking on an extra damage. It's mm-hmm. better than an extra dice. It's been really, really good, and I'm, I'm really happy that it's there and it provides some interesting combos. So, I think the, that's something that's really fun. The one thing I noticed about Juke, every card shapes the meta. Like everything, everything that comes in, if it is any kind of a good card at all, it will push the meta in a certain direction. Juke is going to push us back away from high agility ships mm-hmm. because this attacks high agility ships. It's going to push us towards things that don't have a lot of agility to begin with. They're relying on their health to survive. Mm-hmm. They're generally using their focus to attack. They don't care about Juke. Exactly. I think that's actually going to limit how much juke we see because the meta will react to this card. It will never become a pervasive card like Predator because Predator is good against everything. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. Push limits good against everything because that's accuracy. That that's just raising maximum hits. Maximum hits is good against high agility to hit them. It's good against low agility because it does extra damage. Mm-hmm. Juke against a decimator is absolutely useless unless it's Kankirk. Well, even against Ken Kirk, really. <laughs> no, unless you're running that A-Wing list that has, like, tons of juke. How about juke on a decimator with a Sani? Well, you can't. It's small ship only. Oh, darn it. If, if, it was, <laughs> if you could run it on big ships, I think it would be absolutely broken on aggressors. Yeah. Because you can run Sensor Jammer and juke on the same ship. Uh, right. Uh, you can run that on B-Wings, actually. Yeah, but they're a lot squishier and slower. You have to aggressors are ridiculously you have, fast. You have to run sensor jammer, B wing crew, Jan, and Juke. Is that any good? No. 
Well, you'll be able no, to do that on the, on the new I kinda, Mist. I kind of agree with you. Um, on the new Mist Hunter, you'll be able to do it. It comes with Evade instead of Barrel Roll. Yeah, but it already get, has the system in Cruise Slot. You don't get Jan But it has. No, you don't, get you, don't you don't need it. You have the Evade, evade? action. Oh, God. My, my I was actually thinking about this because there's a weird combo that's going to come out um, with the Forlom crew. Yes. Yes. So there have been some sort of um, popular lists recently with Juke, not to mention uh, Kinetic Operators list that we pointed out. Um, I know, Alex, that you've been running three Omegas for a while. What is, uh, what is your three Omega list? That's three Omegas with Juke and comms relay. What are you running with those three Omegas? So I'm running Carnor uh, Jacks with them. That makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Holy cow. Yeah. That's perfect. He's, he's yeah. exactly 34 points, so you have a 100-point squad when you throw hull upgrade on Carnor. That's PTL and... Auto thrusters and, and hull. Oh, so yeah, the, the full, full yeah. sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he he's not so great at like preventing your opponent from getting the focus. He's great at making your opponent think really hard about how bad that's going to hurt when he prevents you from getting the focus. And then they have <laughs> to like play defensively and go after Jack's really hard. And it, it just messes with how they play the game. Yeah. He's like the stick, not the carrot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and then Jack's is just like a great interceptor on his own. Like you just get him to the end of the game and you, you're doing okay. That that's that's nice. I like that. Um, Mark, you said you've been min- you've been running Omega Leader. What have you been running that with? So I've been running Omega Leader with Juke and Comp Three Late, twenty six points. Okay. Then four Black Squadron pilots with Crackshot and Wampa. Yeah. See that? I just like the way you say that, Mark. Can you say it again? Which one? Wampa, Wampa. and Wampa. <laughs> <laughs> That is good. I like that. Oh. <laughs> the the great thing is all of these ships have something you don't want to happen. Yeah. Crack shot. I can punch through damage. Wampa is hilarious. Yeah, I went up against good targets, right? Yeah, I went all up against targets. Yeah. I went up against a TIE Phantom recently. Whisper. It was range three through an asteroid. Whisper had a focus token. Wampa rolls one crit. Lose 25% of your health. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Not bad. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's a swarm, six ships. I've got an ace hunter. All of my ships can punch extra damage through all the popular builds. It's just, it, it's like getting hit by a shark. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot, actually. Do we know um, when the ghost is coming out? Rumors are soon. I've heard that it's coming out every Friday from the end or the beginning of January through the end of March, but okay. it should be soon. I've got an attack shuttle build for you to consider here. Sabine, which is the, the one that can boost her bow roll before she reveals her dial. Okay. Generally, you're going to boost every time. Um, Chewbacca to get health, so you're at 6 health instead of 4, and basically immune to crits. Um, twin laser turret, and juke. Yeah, I like it. I like they, it do, they, do they get the evade token? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. You just pre-boost, move, and then invade. 
The concern, of course, is that you're not modifying your attack dice. It's still as your turn. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. With with juke in play, you're, you're basically just trying to land one or two damage to targets every turn and just pepper them down. Yeah, if you're if you're and you don't necessarily have to use juke. Focus, you're gonna you can use juke on it. Like if if you if you just want to try and land two damage against something soft, like let's say you're fighting a V wing or something, or maybe another a Y wing with twin laser turret, and you're just trying to out damage it, you could instead of going for the evade, although the evade would help you because like if it's higher than you, you could spend it, but you could just focus. Like you don't have to necessarily use juke for that to be a good ship. That ship's amazing because it dances all over the board. And like Sorry, I, I, most I just, ships are not going to be able to even go after her and fight back unless they K-turn. And when they K-turn, Juke's going to be amazing. The hilarious thing is I just thought of a perfect counter to that particular Sabine build, which is Wampa and Lieutenant Colzette, which is one of my favorite pairings if you've never played with it. Colzette means... If you've got a target lock on somebody, he can spend it during the end phase to flip a card face up. So Sabine has two shields, two hull, right? Yeah. Wampa attacks, gets a crit. Damage card slides under. Do you spend Chewbacca on it? Won't work. I mean, it's like mechanically it works, but Wampa will never see her. I've played Sabine, like, I think about five games online now. She's If you're not running a turret or something that's higher pilot skill than her, you will never, ever shoot at her. Not ever. Not with anything. You can bring a whole swarm. You'll never touch her. Why do you think that is? Because she's just because basically she's running advanced sensors because of her ability. Her ability is advanced sensors, and you just boost and move, and you're a turret, so you can go any direction. She's like a little tiny mini dash. Only she's on white moves. She's like the 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 key and dash that's going to come out. Or not can the 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 cannon, where you can clear your stress with white moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to replace Kyle. I've got a Horton build on that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like gross. It's gonna be completely gross. It's much better than just running like twin laser plus engine. You like you can you can literally go anywhere you need to go. Yeah, so uh, there are just absolute combos after combos on Juke. I'm really happy that this card is out there and it's starting to get a lot of play. I think it's you know it's gonna shift the meta around and and I'm pretty excited about that. Do we have any sort of, uh, you know, because we we represent the good faction, the best faction, scum and villainy, are there any sort of scum combos that are absolutely out there for scum? Paylob. <laughs> yeah, I do I do actually like that a lot. Just Paylob. I just don't know which turret to run on her, but yeah, that's a really good combo for, for Juke. Are there are there any other ones? Yeah, I got one that that Kato guy. The um, oh, yeah, that dude oh. who has never ever had anything, so he can finally take Juke, suck down and evade from someone, and then I guess be an awesome dude. Like <laughs> not be quite as terrible. Yeah, he's still not as pretty terrible. Uh, my other terrible list is uh, four uh, Tansar. Hold on, yeah, go- yeah, go for it. Uh, Kato, go ahead and throw some homing missiles on him. Hmm. Homing missiles. Aren't you the guy that told me to never use homing missiles unless no. it's, it wasn't you? Homing missiles are great. Oh, was it? oh, it's cluster you told me to avoid. Yeah. 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 Well, and I told you to avoid that with uh, crack shot on Tomax. Mm-hmm. Right, right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unmodified cluster missiles are terrible. 
So what was the other one you had, Lyle? It's four of the Tansari Point veterans. Um, th- th- that's this little-known ship called a Sick. You you guys probably haven't heard about it, but... Uh, Wait, four? That's, that's unreleased, right? Yeah, it hasn't yeah. come out yet. Uh, it, it's going to be great, though. What is that card? Yeah. So this guy, uh, you put Juke, Cannon, Tractor Beam, and Shield Upgrade on all four of them. Mm-hmm. That's 100 points of evil. Just a, Yeah, the absolute... That's a lot of Tractor Beam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the best I got. Uh, <laughs> you never do any damage, but... Uh... And you're up against a Decimator. Have fun. <laughs> The the four lom crew that's going to come out is almost a perfect combo with Juke. You think so? Yeah, he prov- you can you can uh, what do you get an ion token and you can keep them from spending a focus. That's a good point. I mean, it's like I, I can't even think of a, a better card except for maybe Jax, and Jax is limited in range to keep them from spending the focus even when they really need to. The thing, the the one thing to remember about. Juke and why it will never be like amazing is it's an offensive card that does plus one damage. And on any turn where that plus one damage does not net you a kill, it's not going to be an immediate huge deal. It's just that that's going to add up, and the more jukes you have in play, the quicker that's going to snowball. So, all right, so we do want to cover some lists because we asked for some lists for store championships. And we wanted to get some lists for some, from some listeners. And just so happened that two of our Black Sun Aces wanted to submit some lists. So we're going to cover those uh, for you today. So uh, let's see here. Alex, can you go over Grayfax list and we can kind of have a, a discussion about it here? Uh, sure. So Grayfax, um, he decided to make a scum list. So we have four Lom and the G1A Starfighter, the Mist Hunter, with the Zuckus crew, wired, advanced sensors, the, the Mist Hunter title, which gives you the tractor beam, and inertial dampeners. And then the next ship is uh, Guri in the Star Viper with Predator, Auto Thrusters, the title, and Sensor Jammer. And then finally, we have a uh, Black Sun Ace with Crackshot and Glitter Stem. That's the Karax fighter. <laughs> the, that's what the... <laughs> uh, that is really the best answer. Pilot skill five. five. Yeah. All right. So what do we think about this list? The combo is gain stress for wired. You know, there's, there's some... Interesting, you know, ways to play that. Not to mention that obviously Tractor Beam, I think, is a very good, uh, very good card. So, Jeff, what do you think about this list? Uh, does the timing work for Zuckus and Wired? How, do, how does that how does that mechanically play out when you use this? So, what is the timing on Zuckus? So, you would roll your attack dice, finish modification, then. Your defender would roll defense dice. You would then get the stress from Zuckus to re-roll them. So you don't get the wired on the attack. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. You get it on defense, but you only get one defense die. So I I don't think that's as good a combo as it. Well, maybe it is. Uh, You can use Zuckus when you're already stressed. Is this ship supposed to just stay ridiculously stressed and just hand them out? Possibly. But that really shuts down a lot of its... Yeah. 
That's actually that's what it's made to do. That's what it's made to do. And out stress. It's just completely like pile on the stress like like Tycho and does not care. But but how do you how do you how are you getting that stress? Are you just flying over Zuck's crew? Zuck's Zuck yeah. crew and then just debris fields you fly over on your way into battle? Inertial dampeners so on. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. You the ship doesn't turn around too well, but uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Well, so long as you're stressed and you can get next to something, though. It can't turn around either, and then you just you both spend <laughs> fly away from <laughs> yeah. each other for three turns. You just got to get near somebody, right? Like, uh, yeah. Wow, even so if weird. like if you or, or shoot something with tractor beam to track their beam it next to you, so you can hand it stress. <laughs> yeah, th- that's definitely part of the combo. Yeah, I don't think you keep four lums. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work just because you're not going to be able to turn that ship around. It's like a lot of points for a ship that is going to get maybe one or two passes, and it's going to fly a lot like the stress bot, (laughs) where you're just doing two turns all the time. The only thing I change here is I drop wired for crack shot. Um, No, wired makes sense, because wired is what makes it good. Like Otherwise, you can't really abuse Zuckus completely. Because you're designed to stay like ridiculously stressed all the time, like, mm-hmm. like uh, Drea and that one droid, where she just piles up the stress, but she doesn't care because she's getting her modifications elsewhere. Yeah, you're going to be re-rolling, you know, every or at least half of your not hits, right? Or when it comes to rolling attack. Yeah, I, I still I'm not sold on wired in this build. I'm not sold on wired in general. That's it's an interesting, it's interesting. Idea, I don't know but, if it'd be like top tier, but it's very interesting. I've never, I've never, I never even thought to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's an interest. Yeah, that that is absolutely a point. But uh, the on the, the thing is, is that wired's a, like one point, that and the rest of the thing is for the most part. Um, yeah. um, but so the the thing is, is do we like? Let's talk about the other two ships, like. The point is is to really show off Forlom and the stress handing out ability. So let's talk about Guri and the Black Sun Ace as buddies for Forlom. Uh, are there anything else that you guys can think of as buddies for, for that ship, right? Because let's be fair, I really do think that Forlom is the ship that we're building around. Um, what do we think yes. about Guri and Black Sun as buddies, or can you think about anything else? Guri is great here because Guri can exploit stressed opponents, mm-hmm. getting behind them. Even if they have turrets, they're not hurting Guri. Guri is an excellent closer. Okay. The Black Sun Ace is okay, but I would replace it with Paylob. We were just talking about Paylob and Juke and all sorts of other fun uh, enjoyable builds. What payload hey, build is that? So, well, you've got several options with payload here. So you can you can build them to taste, but that allow that gives you this interesting dynamic where so what, Forlom is stressing something. Curiously enough, what would you run with Forlom and Guri as payload? Do we know how much That's, points are? Do we know how much points are left? Just off? six points. Got twenty six. It's got to be so high on you've got That's so perfect for ships that struggle to turn around. Right. Like if you if you need time to turn Forlom around because he's got like three stress on him, ionizing something is buying you that time. 
That works. If you can find a point somewhere, inertial dampener is off of four long. Yeah, I like it. That gets you juke. That's a good start. Inertial no, dampener generates stress, More than but enough. I don't think you're really going to have a problem. Inertial dampeners is great, but if you need a point, you can trash it. Pay a lot with juke, and your juke's gonna, your your ion cannon's going to be stupid accurate with juke. Yeah. Ugh. If you get a str- if you get a stressed ion target. Oh yeah, oh, it's over. That's nice. So, Alex, you were you were pointing this out earlier to me just about Gurry. Um, that uh, what are some options for Gurry's points or that sort of uh, ship? You muted. This is a bad handoff. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I was the one that was talking to you about that. Are you trying okay, to? Okay, yeah. Yeah, but the the okay. So the the other thing is is that uh, you could theoretically have two Z ninety fives there as sort of a hammer because Forlom and and uh, is setting up a nice easy target. And when you have more ships, I suppose it does a little bit more damage. I'm not sure if it's yeah, so he, better or worse than Gurry. He, yeah. he was talking about replacing the Black Sun Ace with two Z ninety fives. Guri is there as the the finisher. Guri is what you're keeping alive with the sensor jammer and four bombs yeah, stress bad target. and you know Guri's very maneuverable bad, bad in game ship. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of plays well with the uh, the idea of pale up with uh, Juke. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. That is actually a super good combo. Oh my god, my mind's blown, guys. Honestly, you hmm. could drop predator. How do you get Juke? The, on how do you Guri get the evade well. on Guri? Because she's going to get a focus Doesn't have juke, it. so you evade. I like the Star Viper, but not for juke. <laughs> oh, she doesn't have evade naturally. I hate the Star Viper! Ah! Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. It needs an evade. It's- this is this makes me sad. All right, so Malak, um, Malak was another list that we received who's also a Black Sun Ace with uh, our Patreon, and he submitted a really interesting... Defender list, and I know that we recently went covered the Defender. Lyle, you want to tell us what his list is and your sort of initial thoughts on it? Sure. So um, Malik submitted uh, Colonel Vessery with a TIE Defender, obviously. Uh, Adaptability, which is the new um, plus one PS. Uh, Tractor Beam, the TIE Defender title, um, for a total of 36 points. And then the other two ships are... uh, Basically, um, cribbed right out of a Palpatine uh, list. It's it's the Omni Omnicron with Palp, and then Vader with Vi ATC engine and Tidal. So basically, it's like a classic uh, Palpatine list where you're swapping out Sunter for Vessery. So this is a Vessery is a good replacement for any of the other aces. The great thing about the Palpatine plus two aces list is in the Imperial faction, there are so many options. You've got Sunter, you've got Vader, you've got Vessery now, Rexler, Death Rain, Redline, Omega Leader. Vessery here is a good addition. It's nice to see Defenders back. With the tractor beam and tie D title, Vessery has plenty of synergy with Darth Vader. But you've got to really worry when Darth Vader dies. It's a good, solid list. I honestly would prefer Rexler with the the other title 
but that's just me. I prefer being more aggressive with it. Yep. So, uh, what do you think about it versus the classic Sintra variant? I think in a head to head, the classic Sutra variant wins because it's got the PS bid. Yes, you've got Vader, but Vesser's going to have a hard time locking down Suntir. And the problem with the tractor beam on Vessery is there aren't a lot of ships that shoot after him. Yes, he gets his primary attack then to use on the same target. Yes, there's the shuttle, though the shuttle's probably not going to have a, a good shot. You're not getting the best mileage yeah, out of the tractor beam, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So it's a good list, but it's because it's a variant of a good list. It's no worse, really. It's just a, another variant, I think. Don't you want tractor yeah. beam sort of before that Darth Vader shot? Yes, but you don't you, really have a way to do that. You really don't. I, I completely follow that. It's just like, that's the thing I keep thinking when I look at the list is, man... You kind of need one point for decoy that you don't have. Two points for decoy that you don't have. Well, no, because you would just replace it with veteran instincts, so it would be one more point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I no, do... it's This has adaptive... Oh, you're talking on Vader. I guess you could run it on Vestry, couldn't you? But that makes Vader PS9 if you found the two points. The thing I keep thinking about is I don't dislike the idea, though, of a Defender in advance playing with the Lambdas, especially because the Defender is a really interesting chase tool that also kind of works as like a a tank, like a second tank. I mean, for the most part, you can build Defenders to take a little bit of damage, then run away well. I mean, they do a decent job maneuvering if you know how to play them as a really wide flanker, I think, uh, that you can kind of run away when it gets shot. And I don't know. I mean, like, I like that that pairing. I don't know if Vesper yeah. is exactly the, the, the defender to go with it, but I definitely see the idea of a defender with Darth Vader and Palpatine. Yeah, this is it's a fine concept. I'm sure it'll do fine in on the table. It's not wowing me, but the reason it's not wowing me is that I've seen this before with other aces plugged in. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's fine. It's absolutely fine. So this is more a matter of how good Sumtir is compared to not necessarily how bad I wouldn't even say that. What I'd say is Sunter isn't for everybody. There's certain players that just cannot play Sunter. Mm-hmm. I don't play Ace as well, actually. Yeah. But there are players out there that play a defender better than they play an intercept. Yeah, you know, if that's you, play this list. Jeff, I'll tell you, um, for me, I don't... My aces die last, but I've spent so much time being conservative with them that I uh, never really... The opposite problem where you're trying so hard not to get blocked that you don't do anything offensively. Yeah, exactly. It's like you may as well be dead because he didn't do anything this round. Yeah, that's really, really easy to do with Sinner. It's actually one of his biggest weaknesses is yes. that you can just sort of zone him and then go after the rest of his squad before he gets turned around to a fight, and then as soon as he comes back, you zone him again. Mm. Yes. Yeah, like that's something that I that I deal with a lot when I play. Um, 
so yeah, I, I, I'm really happy. I, I do think that though that there is a good potential for defenders to show up in here, especially with their new ability, um, because their new ability goes a long way uh, to making them good. Just in general, having two shots is just really, really handy. I just saw a synergy that I think we may have missed in this list. Sure. And I was thinking about um, the tractor beam and the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking, okay, you only have one more shot, and it's only a shuttle, and the shuttle is very easy to dodge its arc because it can't turn around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tractor beam the- moves the target. Yeah, you can throw them into the So you can throw uh, them into the arc. So it's not terrible. I mean, it's not it's not like the ideal placement of tractor beam, but like this is a 99 yes. point list without it and you just throw the tractor beam in there for basically almost for free. I I like it. Though the concern there is makes better use of the shuttle cuz you're spending 29 points to bring the emperor. You want to get some offense out of that ship too. Yeah. You want it to hurt. And I think tractor beam is a good way to do that. To make sure he shoots at something. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all very, very well loved, uh, you know, alabaster hippo lovers. But the thing is, is that that shuttle can miss some shots, and that a barrel here, a barrel there, definitely can get you some extra damage. And yeah. I've noticed something. Yes, with those generic shuttles, that you get three shots with the shuttle, you usually win the game. Here's the problem with, with that combo, though. In order for you to use it to its full extent, you have to have the shuttle behind the defender. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Because otherwise, if your shuttle is flanking or whatever, tractor beam is going to – you have a choice. Do you throw it into the path of the shuttle or do you bring it closer so Vassery can use his primary shot better? And that's not a good choice. Isn't the tractor beam the second shot? Let me yeah. check the title. No, it's the first uh, shot. Is the is the cannon the first shot? Yeah. It's the reverse of BTLA four. Okay. Yeah, I mean still, I mean, all things considered, there there are ways oh, yeah. that can that can work. Nice. I mean, Vader definitely is a really nice alpha you know, like alpha predator versus everybody else though especially with the targeting computer and the engine upgrade so well, i think vader's um, in there basically as anti-tunter yeah it's exactly. kind of his job yes yeah, yeah which he's very good at um no, he's reasonable i've never liked him i think he costs a little bit too much like he's very very good he's he's sooner's equal but he's not really better even at ps11 i've seen sooner outfight him so he, he dies easier yeah much easier the lack of auto thrusters mainly so I mean I definitely like this list and, and it's it's yeah. certainly viable and and I don't know I'm I'm, I'm I'm really happy to see tractor beam because I do think tractor beam is going to be a very big deal. Anyways, um, as before we go, just curious, is there anything else that we are supposed to cover that I forgot about that we need to talk about? Mm, no. Right. No. So uh, we really appreciate your list that you've submitted. We certainly want to hear um, what is your store championship list. We do have store championships coming up. I am going to be playing in my first store championship that I uh, really am going to be in my first live tournament for a year. I have not been in a live tournament for a year. I haven't only been able to play online and that's super sad. 
and I'm really excited to play some store championships. I I want to modify your call for lists. Sure. So we want to hear any list. Sure. But the two particular types of lists that I want to hear. Okay. If you want a store champion, I want to know what that list was. And if you lost every game, I want to know what that list was. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Either way, what are your store championship lists? Go ahead and send them to us. Um, we will kind of cover store championships a little bit more next week. Um, I am super excited. Now that Jeff is back, we are going to cover some epic. We're also going to talk about you know what we think will be a good epic ship for scum. Um, you know, the best podcast for the best faction has the best idea for the epic ship. So we will be talking about that. Anyways, for Alex Robeck, better known as anti Dreyfus, and Lyle Hagers, better known as Sozin, Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, and the galaxy's most feared bounty hunter, Jeff Jones, better known as Theorist Jeff. My name is Richard White. Galactic Colonet, thank you for listening and good hunting.